Okay, guys, I would love to say that we're back, but we're definitely back. Episode nine, just context. Uh, got some different things to talk about this week, guys. I'll, I'll say this, I guess, as parenting, things that we've seen that has been hitting the internet, and I would like to say, I guess, Janelle would chop it up more, but things that I've seen that's hitting the internet, that's crazy. Um, I guess we're going to talk about virtual schooling and slash COVID. I do want to touch on the Joe Buttons situation that's going on because there's a, I think there, there's a, a lot, especially when it comes to media and what's going to be going on with him for people to be talking about. So we'll definitely go ahead and stem into that. Um, I think I want to take a little bit of dive in with Jamaican um, political system. I know they just had their, I would, say, I would like to say their, their election. And there is a, a unanimous winner. I guess we'll touch on that in in a little bit. Um, and if I do have enough time, guys, I do want to touch on Candace Owens and Cardi B for for some just just a little bit if we have enough time. But just so we can lead off and get this thing going, we're gonna go ahead and start and put virtual school in context. Janelle, <laughs> your turn. Well. You have a lot more experience with this situation right now because you're actually virtual schooling the kids or um, or starting, I guess, <laughs> virtual school. Well, I would say this. There's um, during the COVID period, the early part of the COVID, I liked it and I didn't like it for different reasons. For for my oldest, I loved it a lot because um, I think it, certain things takes maturity not saying um, little kids are not mature to, to take on the responsibility of what's going on in this generation. But if you're a parent who had multiple kids doing virtual schooling, it was, I would say it was very much difficult because I spent the better half of the morning when I would all three of my kids jump into three different computers. I was basically a virtual teacher slash having my the teacher being a principal while I was trying to get um, things done. So it was, it was very, very difficult. Um, for me, I've opted in different situations based on what the world is going. Um, I do, I do have my two youngest back in school, which um, it's a plus or minus. I know there's still a possibility of them, them being exposed to COVID, but because of a lot of people who do not want their kids being in school because of COVID, it actually freed up my kids' classroom. So instead of having, I think, a, a normal um, a 15, 20, they're down to like eight or nine per class, so they're they have enough space, but that's still a possibility. Um, but for my oldest, virtual schooling to me was a plus during the, the pre-COVID era, because um, as we as we as I would like to use the word teenager, in a sense, or young teenagers when they're in the eleven and twelve ages of growing up, um, different things started making play. Um, they started focusing more on, on friends more than education because people start to identify or try to identify with what they're going on in life and who they feel like is with them or not with them, which is, I guess, this thing as a parent, you're trying to teach your kids because you've gone through it. Um, so that would stop or change her focus. And I'm not saying every parent will be facing um, these circumstances, but there are circumstances that it, that is there to be faced. So my opportunity to to revamp her educational system um, was at hand for my oldest for virtual schooling. And to be frank, it was something that me and the wife was talking about prior to COVID. 
Um, we did say that um, for her middle school years, we were kind of aiming for that. So she did get to that age group. So it we I did start the virtual school in that process and seeing the success of what I felt like it did pre-COVID for her because her grades actually went up instead of going down. Um, I'm not saying my my daughter is, is not the smartest smartest tool in the toolkit. She's I would way above average, but she struggled in areas because of focus. And now being in virtual schooling, I'm watching her grades just skyrocket. And as a parent, I would like to say I'm happy. But in the the mental space of it, I am happy for her grades, and she's not happy because she feels um, I don't want to use the word neglected because. I Repeat, Janelle, I'm sorry. Isolated. Isolated, that would be the best word. Um, in the sense that there's no, there's technically no friends that she really has to to talk about, talk to. And because of the conversation, and I guess because I'm being judgmental and it's wrong, um, my son, when he plays with his little friends on his little game console, they talk about cars and stuff, right? And that's all they want to do, talk about cars and race their cars and play with Marvel, Marvel characters, for some reason, I'm not sure if it's probably because I'm not thinking back to what I was talking about in my preteen years, but it gets a little bit more personal with the, the older kids. You find that they're cursing more, their conversation level is a little bit more tighter um, in explicit in explicit things that they're trying to discuss or say. Um, not to be judgmental, I've me and the wife has done little things because I'm, I'm, I want to say I'm tactical. I try to be tactical. I am not as tactical as I would like to be. I try to be tactical in a sense that I will be like, hey, baby, let me get your phone. And we'll take her phone without her like aware of that we're trying to go through it and just go through it. So not to, not to be malicious, but to make sure that we're, we're checking up on the messages. We've gone as far as um, her apps. Every time she downloads an app, we we get a notification of the app that she downloads. Um, if if any words that gets that gets said in certain of her text messages, like certain curse word, it normally should send a flag to us. But you can't um, control chat rooms. Like in for example, um, I'm gonna use a game. I'm gonna use, there's there's online chat rooms that it doesn't flag because they're they're sub base, meaning that because they're already a platform within a platform. Um, the programs can't really flag flag um, other programs. So you find out that um, inappropriate stuff comes into the, the kids' platform that way. But um, so they, those are those are little things that that we had to, to put in place so we can see what's going on. But within the virtual school aspect, it, it is crazy. I've seen my I've seen different things because of my daughter um, for what she's dealing with 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 people's videos. Um, sometimes when she, some classes that she goes into, she has to be on the video, like a, a screen live, like the whole group. Some stuff is more like, um, the teacher, the teacher works for her one-on-one -on -one if, if needs to like she, because of her age group, they give out assignments. So I've seen one-on-one -on -one experience. I, I think, um, from my perspective, what I was hoping for is more one-on-one -on -one experience than group experiences, um, with the virtual schooling from what I came to understand. But. Um, Janelle, I know I kind of just rambled on a little bit uh, with the with the work experience, but other than from isolation, that's her biggest thing because all she has at home is probably at this moment his daddy or grandma, and she feels like she really doesn't technically have a life. There's nothing outside of us 
that she's basically exposed to. So she's dying in isolation, um, which I'm not going to say anything because I love having her around. Um, I guess all parents love having their kids around for the for little things. I'll be I'll be as vague as as me wanting a cup of water. My extra laziness just get does get kicking. Don't judge me, guys. Don't. Those are the benefits from virtual schooling. So you can take me out of context with that one, <laughs> with that one. <laughs> but to say to say the least, um, the experience that I'm going through is, is a little it's it's different. I am I am learning, liking, not liking. Um, I'm when we started the experience there, they, they spoke about how they they try to, I think, had like once a week activities where the, the virtual kids can try to meet or do something. I haven't come across that as yet, I think, because that's COVID. So I haven't um, done that. But I realized how much time teacher had teaching kids based on virtual schooling, because before your child was at school for like eight, nine hours a day, if I'm if I can get a time frame count. Um, eight, let's see, nine, 10, 11, 12, one, two, three. So yeah, so they're at school about seven hours, seven, eight hours a day. Um, majority of the time, my, my child is probably finishing her school within the first two hours. And now I got to be rechecking work just to make sure, yo, is this all the assignments they've given you? And she's like, yeah. So we're going through the assignments and she's hit completion within two hours. I was like, oh, so you got, there's more room for you to get more schooling. So I'm, I'm, I started (laughs) asking this school to give her more work and and she's looking at me like daddy like my life just got easy and you're trying to complicate it more with more schoolwork and i'm like bruh like can can we get you older to this dual enrollment program can i speed this process up badly like um but i do like i do like the focus but i see the areas that is that is very much need to grow because we all need real life experiences we can't sit behind a computer and expect um us to just learn life you know you have to go out and experience stuff just as much so i do see where she's hurting and where she really really um needs to help i've tried my best i try every time i go to the grocery store i take her with me i know that sounds flaw she gets to see people um i don't i'm not a i'm i would like to say this i'm a very homebodyish person not saying i don't go out as much but i i think i spend majority of my time inside the house but my wife is a little bit more different she's a little bit more free-spirited so she will she goes out way more than I do, so we try to incorporate the opportunity that they go out together. Like you know, I would just go. I just said I go grocery shopping. She's grocery shopping with my wife right now. But no, guys, just so we can put it back in context, I we don't only take her grocery shopping. Just, just never, <laughs> never to say the least. I mean, <laughs> that's not uh, that's that's not so crazy in the middle of a pandemic. I haven't really left my house in six months except to go grocery shopping and to the pharmacy. So, um, it's not it's not a, a horrible thought. No, actually, it is. Don't, let me let me take that back. It is. It's a horrible, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it's not abnormal um, in the middle of a pandemic. Um, yeah, so I'm glad that you gave us kind of like a rundown of, uh, you know, pros and cons that you've seen so far with the virtual schooling. Um, I think that um, it's awesome, honestly, that she is able to get that focus. I think I had problems like that when I was younger as well. Like I'd finish my schoolwork so quick 
and just kind of want to sit there and talk to everybody and like do all this extra stuff and then I get in trouble and it's like I'm like this is easy for me like you know like what do you want from me like I'm sitting here and there's a bunch of people around like you just want me to like not do anything um and it wasn't until maybe like second grade when they realized like all right we got to put her in harder classes so I ended up going to like gifted and honors classes and um, that's when I started actually being challenged, I suppose, and not having, you know, the the extra time to get into trouble. Um, but so now it's like she has the focus and she's able to do really well. It's just that there are no extra people around regardless. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that can, you know, that that's stunting to um, especially this generation who barely gets any FaceTime to begin with because everything is so technology based um and I I'm um, like I really hope honestly that um the virtual school situation doesn't stay the way that it is um I I don't know that kids can handle it like I've seen pictures across social media with kids just like crying because they're just sitting in front of a computer all day and like no interaction really um and it's kind of heartbreaking. So I I don't know, I see what's going on because of COVID. And so one of the reasons that I actually wanted to talk about this today was because I read an article this morning about a teacher um, that kind of brought up all kinds of feelings for me because I've been seeing um, a bunch of, you know, people on Twitter talking about how, you know, my teacher wants me to... Um, you know, wear school uniforms, uh, you know, in, in front of the computer or my my teacher told me that I couldn't go get a, a glass of water from the kitchen in my own house. Um, and and these things are kind of, you know, they're they're kind of wild to me because it's going all the way up until university classes. I'm seeing people say, like, you know, my professor had an issue with the fact that, um, you know, I got up to get water and it's like, what? Like. Or, or somebody's professor had an issue with the fact that they were wearing a hoodie. Like, they, they, they need some kind of dress code. You can't wear um, hoodies uh, while you're in virtual class. Like, first of all, I'm going to tell you, I could not survive my entire college experience without wearing a hoodie. So <laughs> I was doing it on campus, in class. I mean, people are walking around in classes in pajamas at 9 o'clock in the morning. And you're going to tell me in my house over virtual school that I can't wear a hoodie? Yo, for real. That is that is so preposterous. Um, you know, you, you're saying a lot, Janelle. A lot of people forget that your mind is is, is what's learning, that's your clothing. And that's out not to take that out of context, there's so many different ways we can go with um what people's personal opinion is when it comes to attire more than what your mind is basically gaining. But continue. Yeah, um, it's, it's, here's the thing like I'm not entirely certain where I fall on this yet I haven't given it enough thought to have an opinion about it um when it comes to the younger children I'm not sure how I feel about the like having to be in school uniform argument um I see the the value in school uniforms and I see the value in having a routine yeah Especially if you're at home and everything is out of whack. Um, we're, we're living in abnormal times and I understand like, you know, wanting children to still be in that frame of mind. Um, 
But I also kind of see the other end of the spectrum where it's like, bro, I haven't really, like, I haven't worn pants in six months. Like, <laughs> like I'm on, like, you know, Zoom calls and uh, Skype calls and just, like, on the laptop, you know, regularly. And, I mean, as an adult, like... There were even attorneys when, you know, COVID just started, you know, with the whole quarantine situation that, um, you know, judges were getting pissed off because we were doing hearings um, over Zoom and lawyers were answering, you know, their their uh, court calls basically in bed, like, you know, maybe in pajamas still like <laughs> um and, you know, judges had to be like, you know, you need to put a jacket on or you need to, you know, like, look some kind of way like you're in the courtroom, basically. Um, so I, I kind of it's like I understand um, the necessity to, like, you know, remind us that, like, this is a professional situation. Right. Um, and it's the same with school. I mean, like you wear the uniform and that's a part of your, your regimen. It's a part of, you know, the routine every day and it gets you into that like frame of mind. Like this is what I'm going to be doing. Right. So I understand that, but I also kind of feel bad because I'm like, you know, whole adults right now are like going through this the best that they can, you know, in the middle of this pandemic and like, you know, spending their days in bed on a laptop like you know you don't even have to have pants on and now we're telling the kids that they need to go and make sure that they're in school uniform and make sure that they're dressed and all this and it's like I don't know like I can I I, I on one hand it's like we can give them a little grace like we've been yeah. we should um, be able to do that like your clothing is should not should definitely and I want to use the word definitely not dictate your your, your education. And um, just just to retrack on something you talked about, Janelle, when when you talk about the younger kids being under virtual schooling, it is difficult. Most most young child has a sh very very short attention expansion. If I said that correctly, now we're attention span in this generation, and I, I'm. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a parent who's just at fault, just as most parents are, where we've given our kids technology that's even shortened their attention expansion. So for the fact that you're trying to get them to, to focus on the computer, which is one, knowing the difficulty most teachers have, right, trying to get them focused in a class, then you're focusing on an issue that is completely separate away from the learning, like, there's no wonder a lot of these people are having issues with virtual schooling. But continue, Joe. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's there's just a lot of, you know, requests at this point. And um, there are just certain situations, like I said, that I've, I feel like I've seen um, teachers and professors just kind of being ridiculous. Um, I mean, like, really, I can't get water from my own kitchen. I mean, like, it's not like, like, first of all, I mean, especially if you're on a laptop, like, I can carry the class with me, bro. Like, I, I don't even understand, like, what the problem is with this, number one. But number two, like, you know, I have an issue with this in, in even regular school. Um, I was never one of the children who ever, ever, ever had to ask to go to the bathroom or to drink water um, because I have a medical condition. 
every you know year that I had a new teacher, it was always worked out. My parents are you know already spoke to the teacher. Like I didn't have any issues with that. If I was not one of those students who didn't have to worry about that, um, I don't know that I I would have been okay with that. I'm not really okay with like teachers dictating when. Um, children can drink water at the water fountain or use the bathroom. I mean, I get it when it comes to younger classes when, you know, one person goes to the bathroom and like the whole 20 of them want to go to the bathroom at the same time. Um, you have to regulate things like that. But with the younger classes, they do all go to the bathroom at the same time for the most part. Like they literally will line them up and say, okay, bathroom time. And, you know, they regulate things like that. Um, I just think that as you start to get older, it's not it's not okay to tell somebody when they can drink water or when they can use the bathroom. Like, this is my bladder. Like, this is, like, my body that is being dehydrated. Like, I don't know that I feel like you should have a say in that. Um, I do feel like it's an obvious thing where, like, if somebody's going to the bathroom every five minutes, then, like, yeah, like, cut down on that. And, yeah, take note of that because you are still, you know, the person who's responsible for the well-being of these students but at the end of the day like uh, a one bathroom break here and there or like i need you know to drink water like for for maybe five minutes i mean because i don't know i was a camel i mean again i said like i have a, a medical condition so um i literally could spend like five minutes at the water fountain just like drinking water because like it's literally just one stream of water. Like, it's not like I was able to, you know, just bite all the water at once. You know what I mean? So I, I can get that. I just, um, like I said, I, I don't feel like it's okay for, like, teachers to be able to regulate something like that, especially, like, even worse in these circumstances in my own house. That really doesn't make any sense to me. And I feel like some of them are just taking it, like, completely overboard. Um, like, how, how are you going to dictate these things about, like, people in their own homes? Um, so, and it's not like they're at an age where it's, like, we're in the working world. You know, in the working world, it's like, it's like, all right, like, I have a job. I know the dress code. I got to dress up. I got to wear a jacket or something. Or maybe you're interviewing for a job. You know that you have to, like, even if you have no pants on, like, you have a nice shirt and, like, like a, a nice blouse and like a, a, a suit over it, right? Like a, a, a blazer. Um, but these are kids. And like I said, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Like, I really don't think that this is something that needs to be, um, you know, getting people in trouble and, you know, uh, suspensions and um, calling parents who are already stressed out enough in the middle of a pandemic to tell, tell them that their kid can't drink water. Like, it's just ridiculous that, like, the lengths that some professors and um, teachers are taking it to. And kids have actually started dropping classes in universities because of this. Like, it's really ridiculous. Yeah, because um, it, it would be stressful for, for anyone when you're trying to focus and somebody's making, I don't want to use the word petty, but taking something that's, that's that comes completely out of context about what I'm doing um, to stop my education. So I it's an issue. Like, hold on. I want you to realize me being comfortable in your class is a good thing. You need to understand that people learn in comfort. A lot of people don't learn in stress because all stress does is deteriorate your mind and your body. So if you're putting me under more stress, it is an issue. Now let's, let's think about it from this as a, you're, you're going to have you, your child go through this and then you're going to have to deal with it as a parent. 
So you're taking something so minute and turn it into a third party situation. Because now you got two people basically involved in this. Like that makes no sense. Like that is that is completely ridiculous because now as a parent, you're gonna have to sit in there and adjust, especially when you think about the younger kids who who really and I wanna use the word really, with my five year old, right, she would drink water and like ten minutes later she gotta go to the bathroom. And to to say the least, teachers, you guys know this. So how are you gonna regulate this? Right? Like um somebody said said to me. Well, that's the reason why I made sure my kids' virtual schools is on the tablet. I was like, "What you mean?" Because they're like, when we had the when we set up the whole PC adventure, they're like, "The PC adventure was failing me." I was like, "What do you mean failing it? He's supposed to be typing." They're like, "Yo, they can type on the computer, but when the teacher's talking to them, I was like, no, 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 sign into the tablet." Because now, if you're if you're going to the bathroom, you're technically following your child into the bathroom, which is a whole a whole privacy clause thing. And it's like, I do not want to basically stop by. I mean. We just say stop, stop what I'm, stop what they're doing to make sure that they're using the restroom. And I'm like, yo, that that is technical, that is technically crazy. But as a parent, you know, I'm happy that you're talking about this because these are things that I, me, and my daughters talk about and how we kind of justify the situation. And what we really, we really done with with situations like this is like before she goes to class, we try to isolate the little things that she needs prior. To set enough, like, okay, baby, do you think are you thirsty? Do you do you want to have the the bottle of water? Um, my mother has went to the the extent, right, of um getting you know the the, the reef the, the the big water bottles, the one with the straws, because I have one of those water fountain machines. So we fill it up and then we just put it there, right? And where her computer setup is is basically so close to the bathroom that if she has to step away for a second. She can run to the bathroom. But what you're talking about is definitely an issue where a lot of people are not prepped for. And virtual school, when they set up their list, they're not telling you these things. And I'm very big on getting the list right. And I want to say this, getting the list right. Because if you're go- if you're not going to tell the parent, like, look, if your child get up two or three times doing my class, they go use a bathroom when virtual school, we're having an issue. If you don't know that as a parent, how, how are you going to st- be able to stop and look and be like, um, baby, go ahead and go use the bathroom? Now, for one, that is that is not a requirement. I've never been a part of a school or a school that's basically telling me, right, that I can't go to the bathroom, whatever, because... Like I'm not sure if, if if there's if there's a proper way for a law term for this, you know, but isn't that isn't against the law for you to for you to tell people to do that? Because if you're if you're if you hold your urine or hold your defecation, I, I mean I'm not sure of a of a proper way of using for defecation, guys. So don't judge me. Um you're you're technically <laughs> gonna hurt 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 up your your body's digestive system. We're talking about especially for ladies, like the not saying guys don't get don't get UTIs, right? Guys get it, but that would put a, a extra emphasis on women themselves to catch UTIs or 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 start a colon cancer. And I I do know for sure that if a lawsuit happens, that's when things start talking because it always takes I would like to say one gigantic movement, right? One gigantic movement for them to realize. Now, I would like to let me ask this question out, Janelle, and this is a law term. 
ethically, I guess that's the word I was looking for earlier. Thank you very much. I got the word ethically, bo bo. Um, is it isn't it unethical for them to be doing that to tell you that look if you're you can't go get a water because if I'm if I'm technically dying of thirst or dehydrated, are you telling me to die if I really have to use the restroom, right? I'm like, and I can't, and I do know there's got to be a privacy clause that says that. I know because we're on virtual computer, we're running, we're running the 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 levels a little bit tighter. There got to be a privacy clause that says that I can't take my computer in the bathroom. Like if, if I I can say, excuse me for a second, and get up and don't take the computer because for one, and if you're a girl and you make the mistake and put the tablet or the computer down while you're trying to get yourself ready to use the bathroom and something else gets exposed. We're talking about a whole nother conversation. And that goes both ways for guys. That's, I mean, that's already happened. I've seen a video where this guy forgot he was on the call and he was like getting up from the toilet and everybody could see like what was going on. In person, a, a man who was on a conference call for work. Like, I mean, this is just the new reality that we have to get used to. Like if we're going to be home, like, there, there's, there is a level of like, you know, attempting to separate the comfort of home to, you know, school and work. But at the same time, I mean, we are in our homes. <laughs> um, you know, if stuff has to happen, like, you know, yeah, maybe we, we put the, the call on pause or whatever the case is. But like, you can't just dictate like what people um, are able to do in terms of even eating. Like some some professors are saying or um, teachers are saying they can't like you know have a snack while they're on the call or something and it's like come on man like it's really not that deep like I can maybe understand if it's something that's just like making a, a lot of noise but even then the virtual school is like usually they'll have everybody on mute unless it's your turn to talk right so I just don't even understand how this is bothering people to the extent where you know people are getting in trouble for it and suspended and all kinds of things um but so to answer your question, I am not familiar with any ethical rules uh, <laughs> against things like that, um, you know, in a regular, you know, classroom setting. Um, and I'm even worse unfamiliar with that in the virtual school setting. So I, I'm not I don't really know. Um, I would say that it, it does raise a good question, though. I, it will. It will. I think I think eventually. It's gonna take. It's gonna take a. It's gonna take that one. I don't want to use the word narcissistic person, but that one person to feel like. Do you know what? I'm. They're violating my rights in so many different ways, and I'm gonna to try to sue. It's normally not until the first lawsuit come. It's just like when McDonald's had to put the hot the hot logo on the coffee. Like we all know the coffee is hot. Honestly, I'm just hoping that this whole thing doesn't last long enough for lawsuits to start. Um, like, I, I mean, I've been over COVID a really long time now, because like I said, I haven't really left the house much. Um, I don't I don't want it to get to a point where we're having to figure out the um, the legal nuances of like how to virtual school and how to uh, virtual work. Like, I mean, if even things like this are going to be uh, more commonplace these days, like going to work from home and, you know, doing virtual conference calls and things like that, I'm okay with that. I just feel like when it comes to regulation of certain things, I, I just don't think that, like, these things need to be regulated. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, there needs to be rules. Don't get me wrong. But I just feel like certain things you just have to understand and make that those concessions. Like this is a person's home. So getting back to the, the article and the reason why I was saying that I wanted to talk about this, um, that I had read this morning, there was a teacher who called the police on a student of hers that she had in her virtual class because the student moved um, and I want to emphasize the word moved because it was not played with. Um, it was moved literally from one side of the couch to the other side of the couch. A toy gun that was sitting close to him while he was on the call. The toy gun, um, I saw the picture of it. it, seemed to be very apparent that it was a toy. It was a black and green um, toy gun with... Uh, the words, I think, zombie killer on the side of it. And the tip of the gun was orange plastic, just like toy guns usually are. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, he literally just moved it from one side of the couch to the other. And I think she like saw that and called the police on him. There was no phone call to the parents. There was no, you know, attempt to, to figure out even if it was something more serious than a toy gun. Um, she called the cops right away on this 12-year-old black child. Um, I don't know. I read this and I was just sitting there like, you've got to be kidding me. Um, I can't, uh, like under any circumstances in the society that we're living in today, say that I agree with her actions. Um, honestly, I feel like even a simple question, like, what was that, Tommy? <laughs> like, like, I don't know the kid's name, but like, do something to try to figure out what you're seeing before just calling the cops on a 12-year-old black boy um, who's in his own home. I... You, you didn't even give give the you didn't even give the parent an opportunity a chance to be a parent. Uh, you see, Janelle, that is crazy because I feel like that is wrong with not saying I, I don't want to use the word wrong with society, but you can't. And yes, parents do need help because let let me clear that narrative because if if a parent is doing something wrong, they need help. But you have to give the parent the opportunity to know what's going on first and foremost, right? First and foremost. Suppose that was the parent gun that was misplaced or, or put away, right? We could have we could have started right there, but you have to give the parent a chance first, or notify the parent. But like, hey, and I'm I'm gonna say you, Janelle, as a parent in this moment, like Janelle, um, I'm I'm on the I'm on the Zoom. I was just in in a in a conference call with Tommy. I see a little I see something that looks like a gun, right? I'm letting you be aware. I am going to be calling the police. All right, so let the parent know that it's okay, or let the parent come back. No, 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 you don't have nothing to worry about. What you saw there was a plastic zombie gun. It, it's a little toy, right? Or no, oh my, oh my God, you saw him with a gun, and you know your child don't have a don't have no plastic gun. Then you can be like, you know what? You're correct. Call the police. I'm on my way there, so the police can be there. But you did not give the a parent a chance to be a parent. Now, you go into the situation. This is now a possibility. Well, I, I mean, you know, I guess I'm I, I'm stopping the conversation, but this is a possibility for someone to get hurt because now 
you call the police, tell them the child has a gun. Now, say the child has a plastic gun in his hand when the police shows up, right? For any any wrong reason, they could get shot. You basically put my child at risk in that one moment. Have Never you, to say the least, but I, I'll let you continue, Janelle. Anyone in that house at risk, the entire house, let's, let's be real, because as we've already... You know, discovered police are incompetent in situations. Oh, yeah. a, a no knock warrant will would have sufficed right then and there because you know they would have used that clause. No <laughs> knock warrant, do run into the house, and then anybody who made a wrong reaction would well. I, let's not let's not let's not make the narrative as much darker than it could be. But yes, that is definitely to say the least. That's so crazy. So essentially, um, what came of this was even more like infuriating because the teacher calls the police and the police you know go out to the home and although the gun in question was a toy gun and it was obviously apparent to the police after you know they went out and did their their check on the situation the child still now has a record with the sheriff's office Really? And was also suspended from the school for uh, uh, essentially bringing a, a, to uh, a toy gun to class, right? To virtual uh, class? To virtual class. Um, eventually, they lifted the suspension, I think because of, you know, how much blowback they got. Um, but just all of this, I just feel like like wow like this could have been avoided like there was no reason for it to be escalated in the way that it was um and and like i said without even a simple question to the child like what was that um so he can explain to you oh i was just moving my toy gun no no question no nothing um you know, if we're going to go as far as to say, like, the the parent might have had uh, their actual, like, real gun out and about and close to their child, like, that's a problem in itself. Um, I just feel like when you see a toy gun, I don't know that it's, uh, especially over a camera, like, he, he's sitting right in front of the camera. Like, it's not like you're 20 feet away. Um I don't really understand how you could have assumed that it, it wasn't a toy gun um, with an orange tip and green writing. And I just like none of it made any sense to me. Um, I can understand a little bit more if it were real, how you could panic in the situation. But even after panicking in the situation, I just feel like um, everything that happened after like a yeah. suspension? suspension really suspension for bringing quote-unquote a, a fake toy to school a fake gun yeah and but you know as crazy as it is a suspension is 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 devious in its own sense but now you have a criminal record because you as you and i both know is that as long as the phone call has been made right and they and the police has to come take a report now there's a record there it may not be an, an ill an ill intent, but there's now a record. Now, technically, when you when you when you put up, if you look for a job, right, 
and they, they basically list where have you ever been detained or anything like that, you may have to just say yes. Now, this is a whole another conversation. And you and I both know a lot of companies, the instant they read certain things, especially with the word gun in it, they may not, they, they just need to see the word gun close to your record without reading the whole thing. And it's like, you know what? We, I, we really don't want to hire Tommy. Well, to because- be fair, um, a situation like this will very likely uh, not affect his uh, working life because, I mean, any kind of record at this point is going to be sealed at 18. Um, oh. But because he is a minor, but that aside, that kind of information coming out in any situation, whether I mean, we're not speaking about work because he's a minor, mm-hmm. but in any situation, like, for example, let's just say he wants to apply for um, some kind of scholarship program to go to some kind of school in the future um, in high school or whatever the case is. Right. Like. These things could potentially come up, and I just think that it it was completely overboard. Like there was just no need for it. Um, all uh, to- you know. Let me ask you this question: Would this hurt with something like this on your school records as a minor? Would it affect certain colleges that you would like to go to? Would it? Would they look at it and be like, "Well, um, this is not somebody we 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 will want to be a part of our our facility," to say the least. So I'm not entirely certain, um, especially at his age. I really don't know, honestly. I never really had those issues. I only used to hear that, like, um, you know, suspensions and expulsions would affect you, uh, you know, applying for colleges when you're in high school. Um, I don't I'm, I'm not certain of the implications it would hold um, at this age. When it comes to university, I can only assume the same because it's it's your school record from K through twelve. Mm, okay, okay. So I I don't I honestly I really don't know I, I don't know if it's I mean I remember when I was applying for colleges it was uh like my my records coming from high school and my GPA from high school I don't really remember um providing anything before high school so I'm not I'm not certain um. But yeah, like I said, it just none of it was necessary, and it just um, it, it was just completely out of proportion for no good reason. Um, I don't know. I mean, well, I, I would say this to put it back in context: um, virtual schools rules do need to get worked on. I feel like with all with everything that's being built nowadays, there is room for structure. You know, there's room for improvement. Like, to say the least, I do know that when they started the K-12 program, it was supposed to be not for this grand of a scale of kids. And now there's there's a new challenge. With new challenges comes with new results and new new ways how to fix these issues. Um, for the fact that we're talking about this, and again, we're talking about this because I could have gone into some of the stuff that I've seen as a parent that other parents are doing on 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 their virtual, their kids' virtual background that, that I could say is suspect in, to say the least. But they're, they're, they're new, they do need a system and a structure for kids and parents, to say the least. Because um, a couple of days ago, my daughter, was it like a week, was it like last week, she was on, on her school channel. I guess one of the other parents decided to decide that they're going to come on and say something based on what they're seeing. And when Shorty came over not um, let's not judge her spandex she basically had like a you know what i know those sports bra 
right? And to the wrong teenage, for the, to the wrong 12-year-old child, she's basically showing them her, her tits, if I, if, if I can say the least. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yo, um, mama, you could have put a shirt on knowing that you want to address a room full of kids while the teacher was there. And it's just, and I'm not, and I don't want to use the word common sense, guys, because we've we've come to realize, even even to where we are in the world, that like people like these things, like the small things like common sense. Um, but it should be little things to note, like parents, if you're if you're gonna come onto your child's um, Zoom Zoom conference, please put something appropriate on. I'm not saying to to dress like to dress like you go into the the award shows or anything or. A three-piece suit, but just try to be somewhat appropriate for the for the, the the visual. So that's with us putting virtual school back in context. That's one way to look at it. They need to restructureize this thing, from my perspective, never to say the least. Yeah, um, there's just a lot of considerations when it comes to this uh, virtual school thing. And like I said, you know, it, it is because of the pandemic. It is because of COVID. These things are not things that I think were, you know, thoroughly thought out before this situation happened. I mean, we've already seen people hacking the school system and... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, full on power outages happening and people can't go to school. People are scrambling to get to the library. I mean, there are kids out there who don't even have laptops to do virtual school and they have to be in virtual classes. Mm -hmm. um, th there's just a, a lot to consider in this situation. I think everybody's kind of doing the best that they can, which is why I just I, I like I said, I just feel like people, there needs to be some kind of grace given to people in this situation. I mean, we have parents who are, you know, having to have their child in virtual school, but also having to be at work and they don't work virtual jobs. Mm -hmm. um, and there's nobody at home to be with the children or um, like these kinds of situations are actually, you know, happening to parents and to children. I mean, we've also have to consider the, the teachers and the professors who are now having to completely change their, their curriculum and their, their structure to being virtual. And some of them don't even really know how to do virtual anything because they're not from this generation. That's correct. Um, that is completely correct. So, I mean, when, when all of this first started, it was like, you know, give people that grace period. Give people that grace of realizing that we're in the middle of a pandemic and everyone is stressed the hell out. And these are all different things that are, are happening. Um, you know, we're not used to this whatsoever. It's a little bit uncomfortable for everybody. It's, it's not, um, you know, it's not the norm. So I, I just think that... Um, you know, having these kinds of, of discussions and understanding where, you know, each person is or could be coming from is really important right now. Because, you know, we tend to, as uh, selfish human beings, um, we think of ourselves and our situation and from our perspective. Um, and that's not, you know, it's not necessarily a, a bad thing. It's just human nature. It just is what it is. So I just, I, I want everybody to keep in mind that, like, you know, again, we're all living through this for the first time. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, maybe not people who were born in, like, the 1900s or something. Because um, there are, you know, a handful of them out there that are, like, 115 years old. Um, not many, but they're there. 
Um, but yeah, this is all new to everyone and everyone is dealing with it the best that they can right now. So I think if, you know, somebody wants to get a glass of water from their own kitchen, like they should be able to and not have to worry about somebody attacking them for it. That's just my opinion. Yeah, um, I'm happy you said that because I had to do something similar with a ticket. Um, we had, well, I have Spectrum Internet where I live. And during Chloe's class, Spectrum was down, and it was down for like 45 minutes. So the teacher basically sent an email, which we which we got through the, through the phone, saying that Chloe left the class, you know, while she was teaching. And we were like, um, not not really, but, you know, then I had, then Chanel was like, wait, what happened? So now it wasn't something that I had to get in, involved with my wife with. But what I had to do, I had to call Spectrum, which um, emailed me the a ticket, said that, basically said that we called there was a, a outage so she can basically um retake her her exam and it's it's a little things of that of that matter and i've also talked to parents where they've they're like oh we're in a zoom call for school and zoom just go down because zoom zoom was not being was not able to so I would not say at that moment, Zoom was not prepped to hold that much people. So you got to think about the companies themselves who were, who were taking on these new experiences um, in ways that they, they weren't intended it to be. They're like, we're, this is what the intent, but now the intent is gone. You're going to tell me like around the world, everywhere around 9, 10 o'clock in the morning, like we're going to have like like nearly 2, 3 million people log onto your platform? Yes. Yeah. I know. I know you said you can do it, but we're about to put it to the test. So you find a lot of a lot of, a lot of these these new things that are happening, and and I would say the least, guys. Um, I think we've learned from different peoples, even celebrities. Um, we got to be careful with the devices that we use. Um, never never to say the least, because we've learned that um, they can betray us and they can help us. I do know the little boy with his parents who's looking at the virtual situation as like this was supposed to be a, a benefit and. Now I'm looking at this. This this is this is an injury because if my child was in class, I wouldn't be dealing with the situation that we're dealing with right now. Um, and I think we've had different peoples in this world who's dealing with this right now. I think um, I want to bring something to the forefront, you know, because I know we were talking. I was we, me, you had a little lingering conversation about the Joe Buttons earlier um, situation. Um, I do want to say I do before I get deeper into that into that one for a little bit. I want to say at least it ever. Why does it see, why did it seem like ever since Joe Button contract with Spotify um, ended and he decided that the negotiation that they have been giving him um, was not good. A lot of a lot of um, public information is starting to come to the forefront. So I, I guess I would I want to I want to say that before anything else. Because we have the information that which which is going on, we have. I think I can go from Tahiri. I'll start from there first. She's saying that she came out and said that um, Joe Button hit her, um, which he came in. He came back and was like, "Nah, I didn't really hit you." Which never to say least. I'm I wasn't there, so don't judge me. No, what he said was, "I did not hit her. That did not happen." And she's a liar. Oh, okay, see. <laughs> what never to say the least um and then someone i know lately and this is the reason why i want to bring this up about the technology um which is his his i'm not sure if there's if, if they were engaged or i'm gonna use the word baby mama so don't judge me because i don't know i don't know the status of their relationship i guess him and her were having a conversation 
and someone who was around at the moment recorded the conversation that they were having and now the conversation is being um passed around on the internet which has been passed around in, in different ways plus there's something there's a little thing that he talked about with um making his dog feel happy which i'm uh, i'm not gonna lie i'm not saying he said it but i've listened to i've listened to the joe buttons podcast and he's jokingly Really joking around that the dogs do need to get satisfied, so I'm not sure how, how deep he's gotten in that, or people just um, pull it edits. But I've heard him said it um, personally, so I can't act like it was new information. When he when I heard him said, I was like, "Yo, Joe's tripping," he's laughing. But I guess the world finally caught up to it, so I guess I wasn't tripping. But um, I want to know, Janelle, what you think about that situation. Um, plus, I want you to put some context of what happened with Joe Buttons for people. Because um, I've come to realize a lot of people was misinformed um, about what happened when him and the Santana situation, why people are talking about it. Okay, so first of all, let me start this by saying Joe Budden is not Joe Biden. <laughs> oh, that was another thing that was taken out of context. Let's put it back. <laughs> um, a bunch of people on Twitter, I, I don't know how i mean no i do know how because twitter is filled with like 15 year olds who think they know the world um yeah but people were essentially making the mistake of thinking that joe budden um the dog masturbator was our democratic presidential candidate <clears throat> um they are not the same person just want to put that out there um joe budden is a former rapper um he now has a podcast and he's in the entertainment industry. He is retired from uh, music, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, but he speaks a lot about music. <laughs> um, in a very distinctive way. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, just starting off the conversation, those are two different people. So, moving into Joe Budden. Um, Essentially, what happened was Sin Santana is Joe Budden's um, baby mother. They just had a child together, um, I guess, a year or two ago, if not more. I mean, who knows? Time passes quickly these days. Um, and they were living together at one point. I do believe that he had proposed to her um, on the Love and Hip Hop show. I could be wrong, but I think they did. I think, I think he had, like, some kind of... Uh, show that he was doing or something and he called her up on stage and proposed to her so cool they were engaged at one point they were actually planning a wedding at one point um when they broke up there was a situation where they had to figure out a uh, child like time sharing for the child mm -hmm. and i do think that at some point they weren't getting along and she decided that she was going to take him to court um, they had that situation in court, and so there are court documents um, that uh, speak to this situation, um, where in the court documents she, I guess, made it clear <laughs> that Joe Budden was not joking about masturbating his dog. Um... Apparently, that's something that he enjoys doing. Um, let me no. Let me rephrase. I don't want to say enjoys. But... <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just too funny. Continue, Jenna. Continue. Um, I misspoke. I did not mean it in the way that it sounded. 
um, that is something that he spends his time doing, is what I I should have said. Um, so, yeah, I guess the court documents were there, and you know, uh, I guess now is when people are seeing it and saying, you know, he like he masturbates his dog um, because he believes that um, because there are no uh, female dogs around for his dog to, you know, get be off. Yeah, be pleasured. I get you. I get you. That he is responsible for his dog's pleasure. Um, apart from that, there was a conversation that was had between Sin and uh, Joe Budden about an altercation that occurred between the two of them that got physical. Um, in the conversation, I guess, Sin was saying that Joe dragged her and something else. Was it choked or I don't remember what it was, but essentially it got physical. And the conversation that um, this took place in where she was saying, this is what you did to me, was being recorded not only by someone who was sitting next to her while he was on speakerphone, but also by her because she was... Um, attempting according to joe button to build a case against him um mm. so here we have uh you know joe button uh, basically claiming that he didn't touch sin santana um once again because you know he uh, likes to claim that he didn't touch any of his girlfriends um even though there have been multiple domestic abuse charges filed against him in the past um Esther Baxter, his ex-girlfriend, was one of them. Um, Tahiri Jose just said the same thing, that he, you know, physically abused her when they were together. Um, Kaylin Garcia, his ex-girlfriend, was the one person who said that he never touched her. He never laid a hand on her. However, the reason for that was likely because she walked on eggshells. She did whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted it, so that um, he wouldn't get upset basically mm -hmm. um i just think at this point joe budden needs to stop pretending like the world believes him when he says that he did not abuse his girlfriends like there's enough evidence out there and there are enough women that have said it for like no one to believe what you're saying <laughs> like like you can deny all you want but it doesn't work that way like you can't just be you're the common denominator here <laughs> like mm -hmm. it wasn't one situation where it's like a he said, she said, and you have to wonder, like, hey, you know, did that really happen? You know, is this person exaggerating? Or, like, that's not really what's happening here. This has been longstanding. You have been doing this for, you know, uh, over a decade now. Because Esther Baxter was, like, literally a decade ago. Mm -hmm. Um and at this point in time, you say you calling people liars and saying things never happened and trying to make it seem as though, you know, you guys party with me and do business with me. You know, I'm not that kind of guy. Like, no, no, let's be real. <laughs> um, just because people party with you and do business with you does not mean that what you go home and do in private in your house is known to the public. Um, you could be a wonderful, great guy, charismatic, friendly as hell. People could love you as much as they want to, and then you can go home and be a monster in your own home to the people that you live with, okay? So let's get that clear. Um, you know, he, he basically put out a video today saying, you know, I know that people don't believe this because, you know, enough of you know, know the guy that I really am. Like, enough of you have partied with me and been at my 
house and this and that. Like, no, 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 no. Let's not pretend that the two are mutually exclusive. Um, you can be a great guy to one person and a crappy guy to another. So, like, again, th- this is not like a, a black and white situation. Yeah, that That is correct. Um, and I'm happy you said that, Janelle, because Joe Buttons has been documented as saying that during his substance abuse issues, he has been to dark places and done things in his dark places that he has no memory of doing. And I do remember it, um, Tahiri, this is back in her, in the Love and Hip Hop days. So I, th- this is me not just taking what she said in, in her episodes, that he was very aggressive um, during that period. And uh, I, I don't, I don't like st- um, throwing people's drug habit um, into the into into the into the conversation because it's a moment where somebody is weak. But I would say this: if when somebody is weak and you're being deter your 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 person, if you as an individual is being deteriorated, it's different because um, somebody's. I'm, I'm very big on perception because your your perception may not be mine's because I may be telling you like, yo, you're you're hurting me, right? But if you don't perceive that you're hurting me, you you don't think you did anything wrong. But if I'm letting you know that yo I'm hurt, I'm in pain, you should be taking that in consideration. When I what I'm gonna say pertain to Joe Button's thing, Joe Button, um, not saying I want to believe every woman, right? But all the women that has come out, women, sorry, that has came out and stated that you're abusive as women that you have spent um extended period of times with. Um, you're 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 with. I'm gonna say to here for quite some time. Um, you're with the other one for quite some time. I can only take those two. Now I'm I've not heard Sin personally say that you physically hurt her, other than from the leak audio, right? But that's another individual who you've been with for quite some time. So it's not like the. And and I I do want to make it clear that this was not a drug issue because him and Sin were not during his drug years. <laughs> He That's has been clean and sober for a while now. Thank you, Janelle. Thank you. Um, and that's that's just so we can put that back in context. So, but to say the least, this has been an issue that he has the he has dealt with in his in his past. Um, but I want to use I, I want to use the word perspective because if even if you listen to the little conversation him and Sin was having, because I felt bad, I listened to it just just because we were doing the recording today. Um, I did go and listen and listen to it. It, it. it seemed like he's basically saying, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't really do that to you. You think I did that. And it's like, bro, no. It's like, if I'm telling you that, yo, your, your, your fingernail is cutting me, and you're like, no, I'm just drawing lines on your, on, on your legs. I'm just using the word legs in this example um, with my fingernail. It's like, no, bro, that feels like you're, you're piercing my skin. You can't you can't stop my perception. If I feel like I'm being hurt in my perception, then I am feeling hurt. You got to stop. So, Joe, if you had all these women who had the same perception of you, right, saying that you've hurt them, it's hard. It's going to be very hard to change anybody else. Normally, when it's one person and it's like, oh, it's that strange girl that she's bitter, that all you basically is saying that now every girl that you've been with and left is bitter, like. And to say the least, to when anybody comes out of the relationship and they're bitter, they normally feel like whatever they're in is toxic. So that's just that's that's just so many ways I could stem from this conversation um, for for Joe Buttons. But I would like to say this for every man 
for every man out there, right? For before you can ever move on in life, you have to accept your weak your your weakness. Like Joe, for example, if if you hit if you hit sin and you hit any other girl, I think the first thing you can do now is publicly admit you're wrong and keep it pushing. I say the same thing for Tori. I th- not saying Tori can be recovered, but it's like yo, if you're when you're wrong, you're wrong. It's like it's when you're wrong and you stay quiet, it makes you look even more nastier. Right. And from for me, listen to Joe thing is like the more you the more you're trying to deteriorate the, the woman's character, what you could say if, if and, and I, I think I, I've heard Russell Simmons use the best way to put it. That's why Russell Simmons rape charges is not stemming as hard as everybody else's. I want you to realize that because Russell basically came out and started saying to all the other people like, um, guys, if I if you felt that I did this to you, even though I know I didn't, I want to say I'm sorry because no woman needs to feel that way. Didn't Russell Simmons leave the country? Oh yeah, he did move. I know. I want to make sure that, we, but, okay, so no, but no, in but, context, because that is the reason why his rape charges are not going hard right now because he's not even in the damn country. No, yeah, which is true. But I want to say that he's he's done um, radio and television, you know, where I've heard him come on, and I'm like, man, Russell, you're doing damage control, never to say the least. Where he's trying to say, I'm sorry. But I, you know, even even if that's how the person felt at that moment, I that was not my intentions. I I can say I took that, right? I mean, not saying I agree with it, but the first the first narrative is to apologize to your victim. I think, I, and a lot of women, not saying they don't want his money because some of them do. They just want to hear, I am sorry. Um, but I would say the least because the Joe Button thing is still fresh and there's still more going. I'm not sure how much more is coming or how much more is left. So it's not to put, take it too far out of context. I feel like um, the next thing I'm about to say is the same thing. Um, we have Candace Owens and Cardi B talking about politics, where both of them are not political figures. Um, I, mean, I think we've had this discussion when we've had these people talking about narratives and what to vote for. I don't want to say this for every Republican and Democrat, Democratical person who's come to our channel. If you feel like, yo, Trump, you're supporting Trump, go vote for Trump. If that's your man... Vote for him. If you feel like you're going to go vote for Biden, vote for him. Some of these little political talks that get stoned on the Internet where people sitting here um, using one person's narrative to other to try to prove a point don't work. Because, for one, I would like to say this. Cardi B had had her questions that she had for Joe Biden. It may, a lot of people was like, okay, you, you didn't ask all the questions. What she asked all the questions, she thought that she needed to ask that benefited her benefited her narrative. And I would say the least, um, Candace, when you go on your platform and you sit there and, you, and you, tear, you tear down the Democratical Party, you sit there and you build up Trump to the man that, you know what, he's a person who I believe and I support. So never to say the least, but the fact that you guys are sitting over here fighting and we got um, people who's, who's so, and I, want to, I don't want to use the word stupid, I want to use the word misguided, who sit here and listen to both of these people's narrative and they fight over things that is that is technically not mentally stimulating towards their cause because for one if you haven't at this moment decide who you're voting for instead of listening to candace and cardi b argue with each other to to, to give you an idea who you need to vote for i'm gonna call you a sheep you need somebody to lead you you're lost right you need to be you need to go out and do your research and make sure that your who you're voting for is factually who benefits you your personality or your family, and I'm not, and I'm just so with personality because at this point, I realized that we need, we need, we need somebody that has some common sense. So personality has to, has to be thrown out there now. 
it's it just seems bad that we had to say that when it comes to presidential candidates. But that's never to say the least. Um, and that's gonna jump into my final topic before I jump off. In the in the in the sense, I was gonna dive in a little bit, but I know I'm running very snatchy on time. Um, Jamaica's political system. We've had Jamaica have Jamaica has uh, they used to have three, right? They've started with two. They've had three. Um, um, I think this is something that we can actually pick up next episode. Like, I, th- I think it needs to be a longer. Guys, Janella said it. So I'm going to say this. I guess we're going to call this a snippet before we jump into the next episode. <laughs> so, guys, I would like to say, so you see where the conversation has gone this week, guys. Um, Next week, we're definitely going to have, I'm going to start off where I left off, just so you know, because this is something I'm passionate about. And we have a little bit more things to put back in context. So, guys, enjoy the breadcrumbs until we give you the, the rest of the rest of the loaf of the bread. Blah. On uh, next week's episode. Um, and, guys, go if, ahead, Jen. And if you haven't uh, checked out our last week's episode, make sure you check those out. Um, we have, you know, what is it? Uh, nine episodes now, right? Yeah, so, and then in the uh, last episode, we talked about Chadwick. So, please and... Guys, we have, I would say this. If you're missing out, guys, go back and listen to that one. Um, give people their roses. Yeah. All right. So we can wrap up this week. We'll be back next week, and we'll definitely jump into the JLP uh, win over Jamaica. Yes. Um, and I will use the word unanimous. But, guys, we'll pick that up, um, never to say the least. Guys, please make sure that you listen, like, share, and subscribe. And do me a favor. Tell a friend. Peace.